BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Greetings and salutations. I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes Christopher Platt. As always, I'm joined by Andrew Belaz and the Commissioner PC Tunney. And welcome to the latest edition of Pod is War. It's going to be a little different format this evening. I've been traveling and doing some things. Life kind of gets in the way. So we're going to bring you one of our classic Pod is War episodes. But before we get into that, we did want to pontificate briefly on some of the latest, greatest, up-to-datest happenings in the wild, wonderful, wacky world of wrestling. Gentlemen, how goes it? It's not too bad, I guess. Warm as fuck in New Jersey, though. Jesus Christ, it's been 90-plus the last three days. Well, good for you. Good. That's not good. I don't like it. I'm very white, so that's not a good thing for me. Well, you, you don't have to tell any of us that. We hear you week in and week out, so... <laughs> Hey, we've been over this. I could change that if you want me to. Nobody would know how white I really am. We could do that. You you still sound white. That actually <laughs> makes you sound whiter. Yeah. Thanks, bud. Miss it's got to roll. It's got to flow better, man. You got to let it flow. Just flow. Hey, how's it going? You know, there's a lot of flow, but you don't have that flow. You probably have like a clammy handshake hand, too. When you try to try to give a brother the shake, like your shit probably be clammy and, and moist and shit, right? I mean, when it's 96, yeah, I fucking get sweaty as shit. What are you getting at? Yeah. Tuddy, what's going on with you, man? Oh, gentlemen, gentlemen. No, I cut the grass today, so got that done before it gets super hot around these parts. But, yeah, you know, 4th of July weekend coming up. You guys getting ready with your fireworks, ready to blow your fingers off? Just because I'm a Bucks fan doesn't mean I take that route. Stop it. <laughs> got to specify on the Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> that's Tampa. hilarious yeah yeah which bucks yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's true there's a lot of bucks fans on here just different bucks <laughs> it's touche because ohio state buck eyes so yeah mm-hmm. it works it works nobody likes the pittsburgh pirates here though do we no they hit one of no, the sausages yeah, so. they hit one of the sausages in the head once at miller park and that just made you hate them for the rest of their existence well, what they do, the sausage races, and these people are actually dressed up in these costumes, and they have these giant... I've been to a baseball game. Heads on. Most people have. And, they, <laughs> and, and like, the, they could barely see, and one of the guys from the Pittsburgh dugout whacked it in the head with the bat when it was coming around. Are you sure it wasn't after the bat spit, and maybe he was just confused and dizzy? This is something that happened. Okay. Okay. It was probably Ryan Braun just raging. I mean, I live near Philly, so like we we throw snowballs at Santa Claus around these parts and riot when they win and riot when they lose, which is why I'm not a Philly sports fan. So trust me, hitting a sausage ain't that big of a deal around here. 
<laughs> so b- before we throw it to the Potter's War throwback edition episode, is there anything that we needed to touch here quickly in the weird, wonderful, wacky world of wrestling? Um, well, there's that whole rumor going around. I guess not rumor, but it's not heavily spread information about Suzuki moving. Did uh, you guys hear about that one? Sure, he's gonna I be. In, he's gonna be in NXT UK, right? He's gonna beat Walter for the NXT UK Championship. Is that the rumor? I mean, is that the rumor you're starting right there? Is that how you're gonna word this? I I asked the question. I asked the question. I would actually be here for that match. Honestly, I, I like Suzuki, and everybody loves Walter. Uh, apparently, he's moving because his girlfriend or his significant other will say lives in England, and he's gonna be there for a little bit. Make cool. Up, up, mm-hmm. uproot your entire life. Let's talk about for, something uh, more young fun. Lady you've been with okay. for a year. We, that, we, yeah, we, that, we, that sounds great. So we reported that news now. Let's talk about Vince McMahon going to the Dave Chappelle uh, com- concert. How about that? Well, yeah, that was like the weirdest picture I've ever seen with Donnell Rollins and Vince <laughs> yeah, McMahon. That's like, shit, yeah. that, I didn't have that with my 2021 bingo card. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. Maybe Vince is like trying Vince to relive is, that, uh, that Vince is like, gimmick he did. I, you know, no, before they took that picture, he's like, let me go look at them elbows. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. By the way, I got some breaking news right quick, man. You heard it here first. Oh, yeah, we can do that. Hold on. Let me find it. Oh, there it is. Do you want me to try to kick it to you also? No, you good. You good. I'll do it anyway. Bruce Pritchard. Okay. No, that's right. Go ahead. Bruce no, Pritchard. No, I'll do it. I'll do it. Out. I'll do it. Out of God what? God damn it. I've what already he... started saying shit. Out of what? Out of love, out apparently. As... Shut the fuck up, please. Is he out of love? I Is he out, on, out of love or out on love? <laughs> He's out on love. <laughs> <laughs> Alone from night to night, you'll find him. Take care of mucho. No, You've heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Bruce Pritchard is out as head writer of SmackDown. Who told you that? Don't worry about it. It's the truth. I can't remember the guy's name that is replacing him, but it's going to come out within the next couple of weeks. You heard it here first. Within the next two weeks, the Meltzers and everybody else, they're going to be on it. Bruce Pritchard is officially out as head writer of SmackDown. Who's your source? Don't worry about it. When it happens, it's gonna happen, and I get to everybody gets to suck my dick for a week. Oh, that's gonna be a horrible week. Can I take vacation that week? <laughs> I, I let you grab on one of the balls. You no, I don't. No, I'm, I'll give I, you a week of my PTO just to not that do my, that. Okay. I have two of my own <laughs> balls. I have two Chair Shot Radio Network balls. I mean, how many balls is gonna guy have? <laughs> how big's your hand? How are we going with this? <sighs> I wish I could remember the guy that's replacing him. I really can't remember his name, but that that's the thing. You're going to be hearing that within the next few weeks. Bruce it's Pritchard not that out girl head right that thought that the champion was no. Ashley of uh, Raw, right? Because didn't she get fired Bob, or something? Bobby Ashley, yeah. <laughs> like Bobby Ashley, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah. That was goofy, too. But no, it's not her. She's not my source. Okay, just checking. Yeah. Because she might have Every now and again. It was her. You never know. <laughs> But that's happening. Oh, anything else? Edge is back. That's cool. Perhaps him and Roman are... Well, they're trying to set Money in the Bank up to be a huge pay-per-view because they're going to have fans fans there. So, yeah. 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 
And this is why we're playing a classic episode this week, folks. You can find me at PC Tunny. I'll tell you that real quick, and you'll probably hear that later. But, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they should listen to some of our better work instead of our, our mailed-in efforts here. Any any last uh, news items, Andrew, before we, we roll on to our past better selves? Before uh, we go before we go back to the past? Uh, great, great Muda, speaking of back to the past, had a match oh. in Noah. It was actually Great Muda, not Mudo. And it involved, you know, his opponent lighting his kick pad on fire and kicking Muda in the face. You know, palm thrust of firecrackers into the guy's chest, chairs, blood. It was it was a good time. It missed of all different colors. So, Ooh. you know, a good entertaining Muda match. And the Triple Crown Championship was defended. Not defended because it was vacated. So there was the uh, Tomoe match, which is a 1v1v1 where the, the winner of the title is the first one to get two wins. So they each face off kind of one at a time. So it's an interesting kind of gauntlet match. And Jake Lee finally got his first reign as Triple Crown Champion for a little update from Japan that, you know, I guess, what, three of anybody listening to anything well, on Chair Shot Network may care about? Jake, but there we go. Jake Lee's That's been... about all I got for this weekend. Jake Lee's been building some steam for for some for a little bit of time now uh, uh, across the sea there, hasn't he? He has been. Yeah, they gave him a heel turn. They gave him a whole new faction. They gave him a whole everything change, and he's basically supposed to be the rival to Kento Miyahara, who's the ace of all Japan. And he's finally kind of come up to at least get his first title run. All right. Cool. 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 I just can't wait until that Bruce Pritchard news breaks within the next oh couple of weeks God. and everybody has to bow and bask in my glory. Hey, folks, All jokes aside, speaking out, of basking while you in can, my glory. For, for the next two weeks, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. For two weeks only, the, the password for 20% off is going to be Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> it's a fire sale. You, you have... No idea how much I hate you right now because I literally had a tremendous segue to get us into that spot, and you trounced and pounced and trampled all over it. PC the cat, Tony. Hit my music. But you heard the man. Seriously, if you enjoy the content we provide day in and day out here at the Chair Shot, make sure we're able to keep providing that content day in and day out here at the Chair Shot that you love so much by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Chair Shot and picking up an official Chair Shot t-shirt. We've got hashtag journalism, which is what I just displayed. If you're a religious type, Jesus did the job. If you miss tag team wrestling, hey, we got a shirt. Save tag team wrestling. And many, many other cool designs again you're going to be supporting the movement of your favorite website with news reviews opinion and analysis with attitude because you are smarter than the average fan that's why you're here right 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 again ProBrustandTees.com forward slash the chair shop please and thank you thank you and please happy 4th of July everybody don't blow your fingers off eat a bunch of barbecue maybe go see some fireworks maybe don't light fireworks but either way enjoy yourselves Safe travels. We'll see y'all back here next week. Same plat time, same plat channel with a brand new edition of Potter's War. But in the meantime, in between time, enjoy something from the vault. This is Potter's War. Throwback edition. Shalom. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Friend. 
Wasting chance that I've been given. So I'm never gonna dance again. Cause when I do is uh, when I dance with you. Sing, sing the, sing, uh, sing the Aruba, Jamaica. Ooh, I sing that song. Ooh, I wanna take you to Aruba, Bahamas, come on, pretty mama. Here I go, Montego, baby, why don't we go? Come on, get there fast and then we'll take it slow. That's where we wanna go way down in Aruba, Jamaica. Oh, the line was Kokomo, you asshole. My bad shit. I mean, my bad shit. Yes, yes. Now I make money moves. Said I ain't gotta dance, I make money moves. If I see you and I don't speak, that means I don't fuck with you. I'm a boss, you're a worker, bitch. I make bloody moves. What the fuck? <laughs> and on that was... note, we're gonna start the show. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah, I'm out at Brooklyn, now I'm down in Tribeca, right next to the Narrow, but I'll be hood forever, I'm the new Sinatra, and since I made it here, I can make it anywhere, yeah, they love me everywhere, I used to cop in Harlem, all of my Dominicanos right there up on Broadway, pulled me back to that McDonald's, took it to my stash spot, 560 State Street, catch me in the kitchen like a Simmons whipping pastry, cruising down A Street, off white Lexus, driving so slow, but BK is from Texas, me, I'm out that Bed-Stuy, home of that boy. Biggie. Now I live on Billboard, and I brought my boys with me Say what up to Tata, still sipping my ties Sitting courtside, Knicks and Nets give me high five Nigga, I be spiked out, I could trip a referee Tell by my attitude that I most definitely from I made the Yankee hat more famous than the Yankee can. You should know I bleed blue, but I ain't a crypto. But I got a gang of niggas walking with my click though. Welcome to the melting pot. Corners where we selling rock. Africa been by the shit. Home of the hip hop. Yellow cap. We are in the New York state of mind indeed. We are about two weeks out from the Super Bowl and we are here with you. We've got an excellent show. Plan because, quite frankly, we can't do a worse one. Greetings and salutations. <laughs> Welcome back to the latest edition of Bod is War. Bod is War is brought to you by the good folks at Chairshot Radio Network in conjunction with uh... thechairshot.com. Always use your head. And use your heads, you shall, and remember that it is almost upon us that time of the year, that special time of the year, where if you're an American, you celebrate the resurrection of your Lord and your Savior. And what better way to commemorate the ultimate job, the ultimate sacrifice, than to go to the 
thechairshot.com, or excuse me, go to ProWrestlingTees forward slash thechairshot.com and pick up your official Jesus Did the Job Chair Shot shirt. Now, if that's a little too blasphemous for you, trust me, we've got a bunch of different designs out there for you. We've got old school designs. We've got new school designs. If you think Baron Corbin sucks, we got a shirt for that. If you like Corona, we got a shirt for that. Like, whatever you're into, whatever you're trying to get down with, we've got a shirt for you. And quite frankly, show your boys some love. If you enjoy what we do and the content that we provide, make sure you all go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up your official chair shot merchandise. We're also patrons now, so if you enjoy what we do and you want a little bit more of us in your life, why wouldn't you want more of me? I'm awesome. Make sure you guys go to Patreon.com forward slash the chair shot and sign up and become an official Patreon member. Please and thank you, thank you, and please. Y'all all know me. I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt, but obviously I couldn't navigate these treacherous wrestling waters alone. So with me is the one, the only, Mr. Andrew Blast. Uh, you know, I, I love how we came off the kind of awkward episode last week, and we went right into basically alienating people as per the pot is war kind of way, where you you really, you're like the only Americans, you know, celebrate Easter, so if you're not Christian, you're not American? Is that basically what you just said? Did you just bury, like, every other religion aside from Christianity? How in the bloody hell did you get that from what I said? I'm just making the assumption that the majority of our listeners are American. That's all. And you said if you're American, then you're celebrating the resurrection. And, you know, there's other religions that don't do that. I I know. And I I wasn't talking about them because I I don't have a Muhammad did the job or a Buddha did the job shirt. We have a Jesus did the job shirt. You can't have a Muhammad did did the job. You That's can't have a point. Muhammad did the job anyway because, as we learned from South Park, they would find you and they would sue you and you would have to go into hiding. So let, let me ask you this, man, to get away from your nonsense. Because <laughs> I brought this up a couple of weeks ago on Chairshot Radio, which uh, debuts every Sunday on Chairshot Radio Network. And it made Ray a little uncomfortable. But, you know, Ray, Hart, Ray is just a sweetheart of a man. And I, I don't say that with any pretense or trying to be an asshole. Like, He's Ray good. really is just a, a really good dude. But uh, I, I brought up that Jesus is the ultimate baby face of all baby faces because who in the history of known existence has drawn more money than Jesus Christ? Um, we talked about this last week. Did we? I, we yeah. I think we might have. It feels, it feels fairly recent, like it may have been a retread. But, you know, I think we wanted to forget last week. So I don't, I don't blame you for throwing the question back out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it might not have, might not have made the show, but we talked about said, it. <laughs> well, uh, well, let me let me just say this: that the, the voice that you all are hearing is uh, Mr. Moderator and Mr. Commissioner, the Reverend PC Tunney. Hola, buenos dias. And that's all he knows of uh, Latin language. Anywho, we actually do have a really cool show lined no. up for you guys today. Uh, we're going to talk about the women uh, main eventing the Super Bowl. Kofi Mania is now official. What's going on with the legends and the part-timers, and could they be utilizing them a little bit better? Uh, the G1 Ring of Honor Super Show for many a weekend is officially fish grease, and another goat calls it quits. Maybe? How was that? That was a good lead-in. I liked it. Fair to Midland. Yeah, also. You, you good. Fair to Midland. What? Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> I, that's fair. So I guess we can't think of any other baby faces that drew more money than Jesus. <laughs> he just won't let it go. <laughs> I don't know how big art was back in Jesus's time, so I don't know how well he drew money. But Jesus is still drawing money. I mean, to this no, day, no, he's like, not. He's dead. He can't draw money. 
Jesus just draw, drew some money tonight, man. Because how do you know how artistic he is? Listen, I really want to jump in. Right and, I really want to jump in and provide you with an awesome analogy here, as I so often do in my own. Opinion. Oh yes. But uh, <laughs> I'm 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 not. So you just wasted valuable airtime for that. Or he's just trying to get away from it with awkwardness, which is a wonderful way to break the tension and go oh, to question one. Five, five. <laughs> down there. Just make sure you guys go to make sure you go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up an official chair shot t-shirt, please and thank you, thank you, and please. You feel better now? So, I, I feel fine in the that? first place. Okay. <laughs> I think I'll go for a walk outside now. Sunshine day. It, it probably won't Everybody's hurt your connection smiling. at this point. Sunshine day. Everybody's happy. Sunshine day. Wasn't that a Brady song? A what what? Like what the Brady the... Bunch? I think yeah. they did sing that, yes. Yeah. I don't know. I was born in the 80s, dude. Me too. Mellon Farmer, we're the same age. I didn't watch the Brady Bunch. How you what? not watch the Brady Bunch, man? You're white. How did you not watch the Brady Bunch? I Come did on, man. not Every... watch the Brady Bunch. Every 80s baby grew up watching goddamn Nick at Night, man. You are not the exception, my friend. You are not the exception. Nope. I, that is an unacceptable answer. You know you watch Nick at Night. Nope. When we got cable, it was dominated by college basketball and college football and ESPN. Never watched Nick at Night. I mean, I, I watched, huh. like, when I got older, I watched some stuff. And I seen Brady, like, a few episodes, but I never watched the Brady Bunch. But I you've watched- seen a few episodes. That's watching the Brady Bunch. Yeah, I didn't mean I never watched it, but I didn't watch it. Like, I didn't watch it when it was on. What are you saying, man? You're just talking words. <laughs> I watched it, but I didn't watch it, watch it. I've what like, the fuck does that I've mean? Seen like, I've seen it like two or three times. That's it. You sound like Rick James right now. You know that, right? <laughs> I'm going to fuck up your couch. Uh, man, what I look like, man, I got more sense than that, man, stepping on somebody's couch. Yeah, I do recall stumping on their couch. <laughs> That's how you sound right now. <laughs> oh, good God. Cocaine is a hell of a drug, apparently. It is. It is. Oh, boy. I'll leave that to y'all. That's how my uh, pay grade. I'm uh, I'm gateway with the occasional uh, uh, pill. I'm, not I'm gateway in prohibition with the occasional, yeah. I get what you're saying. I just don't. Come on. Move. You, you oh my it. God! You just went super. What the hell? Did you shut your lights off? I think no, Undertaker's I? in this building now. I think the dead man's behind him now. I can do the all white. I can do the all white in my eyes. I don't know uh, if y'all have seen uh, us yet, but I think your tethered person is behind you. Somebody that's seen us just pop for that. So don't worry about it. I haven't yeah. seen it yet. So oh, clearly, so it wasn't for y'all. But somebody saw it and, and popped for that right there. We got you. We got you. You're all gonna, right. Uh, we, we gotta go to the next. We gotta go to the the next. The first topic. Fucking a. <laughs> the upper hand here in this sequence. It's the figure four. Great job by Charlotte. Oh, look at the position of Oscar's foot. Oh my God. Oh, bridge. The figure eight is in. Figure eight. Is Oscar gonna tap out? Oh my God. Here is your winner by submission. Gentlemen, I want you to take your arms, your hands, and raise it over your head and just kind of stretch them out a little bit. Yep, get there. Maybe get that neck going. Never never stretch and tilt your head backwards when you're stretching your neck. That's bad for you. Only left and right and down. 
maybe get a little core stretch in there, loosen it up there, get your legs loosened up, because I want you to get ready, set, go, off and running on this topic. Why is the IWC so upset that Charlotte Flair beat Asuka and then follow that up with the women, our main eventing WrestleMania? Well, it's because it's the IWC, and if they didn't have something to bitch about, they wouldn't exist. I I think the whole internet would just collapse into a black hole of nothingness, and yeah, that's why. There's got to be something. That's why. Uh, Doubling back to the second point you made, congratulations to the women, seriously. Uh, They're main eventing the biggest show of the year. They're main eventing the Super Bowl, and they deserve it. And this isn't some PC, everybody gets a trophy bullshit. No, these women deserve to headline WrestleMania. Politically correct. Not PC Tunny. Don't give that look. All right? Oh, that's where you're dropping that at? Have not only dominated the story, oh. they've been the most interesting part of what happened. You dropped out. So just continue. Okay. okay. But, I mean, for the better part of a year, the women have been the most interesting part of WWE t- television not named NXT and I, I don't even think that goes I, I don't even think that's debatable at this particular point in time so congratulations to them again as well and it's, it's cool I, I'm, I'm, dig- I'm digging the whole thing Um, couple of points I had you know I felt like the WWE writers this week they were kind of running out of steam I, I don't know if they were just kind of treading water to get to next week and then next week's show is going to be fish grease again I'm not sure but uh, this I don't, I don't. I didn't understand the whole concept behind the beat the clock challenge. That made no sense whatsoever. Uh, Ronda did a good job with her promo. Like it, I was like legitimately irritated that she kept talking and then she dropped the mic and then she pick it up again and talk some more shit and then she, she dropped the mic and then she pick it back up and keep talking. Shit. Like you're supposed to drop the mic and just keep it moving like an escalator. But the fact that she picked it up it, like irritated me and dawned on me. Oh, okay, that means she's doing a good job. Kudos to her. That was brilliant. Um, as far as um Charlotte winning the title off of Oscar, I mean. It makes sense. Number one, it pl- plays into the storyline where Charlotte is the golden gal. Shout out to Blanche. And she's just handed everything by WWE. <laughs> so, of course, they would hand her a title opportunity. It also stacks the deck against Becky Lynch and makes her overcoming even you know that more strong. It adds a little more cachet to the match. So now Becky Lynch has to literally go through two champions to get her moment at WrestleMania. That's a, that, that, that's a good thing. Um, it also gives Charlotte something to do coming out of WrestleMania because I'm assuming that means she's going to move back to the blue or stay on the blue brand for the uh, Fox thing, which remind me later on, I actually have a scoop on that Fox deal. But go ahead. What were you going to say? Can I say that's the best way I've heard it actually described in such few words? Which word? It gives Becky Lynch a chance to go through two champions at WrestleMania. Well, I mean, that's why I'm Mr. MVP, baby. I, I make those astute points. That's why you all brought me aboard on the chair shot. So thank you, and, and pardon me for just one moment as I pat myself on the back. Okay, cool. Now, going to the other side of this coin, the Oscar situation. I mean, let, let, let's keep it a buck and a half. I love Oscar, but they didn't really... She wasn't factored in heavenly into this whole mania build anyway. Like, whether, whether good or bad, right or wrong, it is what it is. It's just, it's not her year. Uh, she'll be just fine, but it's just not her year. So... Everything is building towards those women at WrestleMania. And quite frankly, it's the WWE. And WWE is going to WWE. I mean, they, they finally have done right by the blacks. We've, the women headlining the Super Bowl. 
So, of course, they had to alienate the Asian delegation. Like, it's still World Wrestling Entertainment. Like, this, it is what it is. Of course, they had to go there. Right, Balls? I suppose. Like, that. that's one way to look at it. But, honestly, the other way to look at it is exactly what you already said. And what the IWC has been saying for months is that Asuka's had no one to face. They haven't built up anybody credible. They bitched when they put her against Mandy Rose because nobody saw Mandy Rose as a credible threat. You know, Hi, so you can't have it both ways. Yes, yes, I know. I know your love for Mandy PCs, but you know that that's not what I, I wasn't talking about. You, she, she's a talking about she's the a, IW. Uh, uh, she's a credible threat to your C, but <sighs> say hi. yes, but you know what I mean. Hi, Mandy. Okay, you you, you knew what I mean by credible. Threat. And then, like, you can't have it both ways. Like, you can't bitch that they're not giving her anything. And then bitch when they actually give the title a purpose. Be it a unification match, whatever this might turn into. Or if it's just simply an image, be it Becky going through two champions so all of the four horsewomen can hold up gold during Mania. Or if it's just for the image of Becky going through two champions. Or... Maybe nearly beating one and then having the other one kind of cut her off so she's not quite as good as two pe- people or something. Like, there, there's a lot of imagery to play with. So, what, whatever that could be, and, it's still better and than I'm doing not, nothing. No, and I'm not going to give WWE a pass because, uh, well, not even WWE, just, you know, American promoters in general, you know, when it comes to uh, booking Asian talent. But I have to say, like, but. The good or bad, right or wrong, for better or worse, I feel like, and they they could have done some other things with Oscar, but there there was nothing for her. Again, like I said, this just wasn't her her year. But I feel as if she's probably in balls. I know you're more versed in this than I can, so you can correct me if I'm wrong. Even though I'm probably not, I feel as if she's the best book Asian talent that has come over here to the U.S. since probably what Muda. That's Muda wasn't booked that great. I, I, I just I mean, throw him out there because no, he, he Muda was, was for, good because Muda was undefeated in the eighties for a long time. The short main event when, talent, or that as a main event talent when he was over here. Yeah, no, he he was always a main event talent. His first run in the eighties when he was what Stu Hart, he was undefeated for a while. Then when New Japan, like, he, and he, he's an interesting case. Huh. I, I, I apologize, man. I mean to cut you off, but he's an interesting case because he's the guy that he was, you know, mid. Card upper mid card at best over in Japan, but then he came over here and achieved main event status. So then he was able to go back over to, to Japan and he became a legend. No, that that's a fair assessment. Is that you know Muda's grand appeal kind of helped to to rocket him up in Japan and over the states. So yes, yeah, somewhere somewhere around Muda, Ultimo, or Liger are probably the best booked Asians in the history of Asians in American perfor- uh, per- promotions, but. Asuka hasn't been, you know, booked that poorly. She had an undefeated. She had like a two-year-long well, 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 undefeated run. Well, you know what I mean. But 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 Lagger and Dragon got over despite the booking. They were never seen as main event talents. That's why I threw out Muda because he came in and he became. He was a, a, automatically a main event talent. That, that's why I say that. And I, you know, I don't mean any disrespect to Lagger or Dragon. Y'all know how I feel about Lagger. I don't know how y'all if y'all know how I feel about Dragon, but I feel about Dragon how I feel about Lagger. I'm a bad man. Continue. No, you're you're, you're right. I get, I get what you're saying, but I was just throwing out the the three biggest names are probably them when it comes down to arguing who was the quote unquote best booked. But yeah, Oscar's been fine. Now 
it's just the typical IWC mentality of you're not pushing who we want you to push, so we're going to complain and call it bad booking. Now, this is coming from me, who we all here know, anybody listening knows, and other shows I do know. I don't love Charlotte that much. Like, I don't think she's God's gift to women's wrestling. The match, though, was pretty good. She showed a couple layers of a personality, persona. The wrestling itself was fine. And I I didn't hate it, and I like what they're doing with the title. They gave the SmackDown women's title a purpose, something which it didn't have, which people were complaining about. Now people are fearing the unification, which, honestly, like, real, real talk here... The women's division is not that strong as a whole. You've got the couple big pieces, like the four horsewomen, Asuka and Ronda. Outside of that, mostly everybody's seen as mid-card. Like, you know, Naomi's had a few runs. Naomi's better than they push her as, but they're just not positioning her as such. You know, Carmella's had a run, but nobody sees her as a credible threat. Alexa's a four-time champ, but if you put her up against Nia Jax or Ronda, she's going to die. That's why it's best that she's, you know, just being a pretty little hostess instead of actually trying to get in the ring because she can't run with those bulls. And Naya, Naya, better or worse, bad in the ring or not, her size is going to intimidate people and give her the push that is necessary because people just can't deal with her size. So it, it's it's a weird situation where it's very top-heavy in the women's division. So something like this where you, oh have, my a three-way, where you have a three-way match. Oh, my match, God. I want I want to I want to sidestep because you said something really interesting to me and and if you guys sure. don't like it then you can go back to what you're talking about okay the funny thing is is you talk about size and in the women's division it can't be ignored because you can't displace the fact that she could you know probably legitimately take care of 98% of the roster at any time if there was a legitimate fight going on just because mm-hmm. of the size difference right But then you look at the men's side, and Braun Strowman is now a novelty act. A man who's not considered for the WWE title is involved. You know, some would say, you know, and you add the novelty thing to it, he's the guy who's doing the media relation thing, and he's doing the Colin Jost and the Michael Che thing, which is great. But at the same time, is he going to get the not being a WWE champion, not having a legitimate title run? Is he going to get the Kane or Big Show or even Andre treatment as far as comes to the title? So I want to, I want you guys, if you want to, talk about the difference between the men and the women and that kind of being the same dynamic treated differently. Well, first off, I said, oh, God, because Ball said that the women's division was top-heavy, and it's like, goddamn, you misogynistic son of a I bitch. Didn't, I, I didn't mean it that way! I <laughs> Huh? Thought huh? that's what you popped at. <laughs> I thought it was. You son of a bitch. Axel Foley last. You know exactly huh? what huh? I mean. It, but, but as far as uh, Braun goes, man, he's kind of in the same boat as Oscar. It's just not his year. Like he'll get his time to shine. Uh, but I mean, right now he's in a, a pretty prominent position on the card. Like it doesn't seem like it. But I mean, you know, okay. he's feuding with these two Jay Brones from Saturday Night Live. Well, I can't call them both Jay Brones because Michael Che. Is actually kind of funny, but Colin Jost is uh, he's J Bro. Oh. But I mean that that's a prominent position. But then he's again, got you. this is coming from a guy who this is coming from a guy who popped over the uh, the whole Nicholas storyline last year at Mania. Like that got over with me. So perhaps I'm not the best to to uh, decide what's going on. Now, as far as the Asian delegation, I could see them being pissed off because they're not really being strongly represented on this Mania card. So I understand their 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 gripe and their beef. Like I get that and I sympathize with them. 
But um, I mean, they you know, like we said, I'm I'm just rehashing here. They they didn't have a whole lot going on with her. She is going to get on the card. I'm assuming Nakamura is going to get on the card. Uh, that's the Mellow Farmer that really has a gripe, but that's neither here nor there. And this is just putting more heat and more smoke on your main event title match. Yeah, I, I agree where it just kind of builds more heat for the main event. But when it comes down to Braun, I think Braun's going to get the Kane treatment. And I'm saying that as in he'll get a run, maybe two, as kind of the top, but he, it's not going to last very long. Like they couldn't even build him as a credible monster for more than like six months before then he became a novelty act or a comedy act with Alexa and Team Little Big and all that other stupid shit he was fucking doing and all that other stuff so now he's in the celebrity spot which when it comes to Wrestlemania it's it's a big it's a big moment in the fact that it's going to get a lot of media buzz it's going to get a lot of attention it's probably going to generate a couple stills that they overuse where maybe braun throws both of them over the top or something like that or maybe they eliminate him and that's what the big wrestlemania moment is i don't know oh, but jo- it- jost is going to win the uh what's it called pc <laughs> greg and i just had this conversation today it's the andre the royal giant memorial Battle Rumble. In addition, Andrew and I talked about it, and I want to just give credit to the man who actually came up with it. I just am trying to make it famous, uh, but the Mike Man, the original third member of the DWI podcast, so follow him at Mike Man ninety nine. Oh, that's who came up with the the name for the Andre. Oh, but yeah. So Braun Braun's been put in decent enough positions where he stays relevant to the public eye. But when it comes down to the size thing that you were talking about before, he's honestly not that big compared to certain people. Corbin's his size. Rowan, Harper, his size. Drew McIntyre's his size. Big Show was bigger and treated like a joke for the better portion of his time in WWE. So I think that's the thing. Because, I mean, you see it a little bit now with the women, with the way they're building up the tag scene, uh, the tag picture, the tag match, whatever you want to call it, with Beth kind of being able to go toe-to-toe with Tamina and Nia, and then she glam-slammed Tamina. So maybe that's going to be the big pop moment of Mania, is maybe Beth is going to glam-slam Nia to prove that she's not that big. Well, speaking of pop, uh, to kind of uh, understand where Asuka and even Braun play into the Mania plans, I'm going to quote my favorite Prince song. <clears throat> Everybody can't be on top, be on top. Like, there's only so many spots at the top of the card where Mellon Farmers can be. It is what it is. And the fact that they're even, like you said, like, Brian is on TV constantly every single week. He's being put into a prominent position. And you got to remember, Mania is all about the mainstream. And we're going to get more into this on another topic. But don't be surprised if you see some WWE people that – pop up on Saturday Night Live next week, uh, the night before Mania, just to get people excited about Mania. Like, don't be surprised if that happens. Maybe it's Braun, maybe Braun comes and fucks up the set, or or whatever the case may be, but there's going to be some WWE people on Saturday Night Live next Saturday. Not this Saturday coming up, but next Saturday, right before Mania. So that's a that's a prominent spot to 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 be in there with your, you know, with your guest host or your your, your celebrity guest, I'll say. Now, Oscar, yeah, they could have 
doing better by Asuka, but I mean, it, it is what it is at this particular point in time. And I don't think she's been booked badly. They didn't have, there, there was nothing really there for her. I would have loved to have seen her and Naomi go out, but I mean, how long were they really going to get to tell a, a good story or have a decent match? Like they, they weren't. Yeah. So there we go. I think we've kind of went around on that one enough. Even though I disagree with you, I think the women's division is stacked. I mean, it, you know, if you if you if you if you include Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, like there's oh, a see, lot I'm of not, competition. I'm women. not counting NXT because they don't always do that. They're counting NXT for the the tag team belts because it can go across three brands, but then they pick and choose when NXT is relevant. So it the way they the way they use NXT is why I'm saying it's not currently in a great position because even though we've got some of the more mid card women could go with the the main events they're not pushed that way like we i like you brought up naomi carmella you know and then dana brooks never given a fair shot granted she was green as fucking baby shit grant you know so i'm, I'm not saying she deserved it but there, there's a baby shit. what are you the, feeding your kids i mean those mashed peas make shit green haven't you ever seen that <laughs> feed your baby organic food folks kids love those mashed peas you can mash peas up organically feed your baby organic food folks i don't care where it's from yeah, but, but, but before we move on pc can i hit my can you hit the breaking news uh thing for me because i've got a scoop let's go live to christopher platt Better known as MC Platinum. And you know they're always a few minutes behind, moments behind, right? <laughs> hey, thanks, PC. Yes, I'm live on the scene here, Christopher Platt. And I've got a little bit of a uh, a little nugget that my sources have kind of put into my ear. It, it, and it's relevant because you brought up the move to Fox. You have an Owen Hart? No, I, I don't have an Owen Hart. <sighs> I have black. You said you had a little nugget. No, my nugget's not little. Thank you for asking. Would you like to see it? Oh God! <laughs> get to your get to your scoop. Anywho, so yeah, so uh, one of my sources has brought to my attention since we were talking about uh, Fox and the and SmackDown's move to Fox, and it seemed kind of relevant that um, number one, Brock Lesnar is going to move over to SmackDown to coincide with the move to Fox, and number two, that WWE may or may not be in talks to bring in Daniel Cormier to work a program with Brock Lesnar. Now, I'm not saying, I'm just saying, like, this is what, you know, my little sources have told me. Like, take everything I just said with a grain of salt. But I think, PC, Mr. Blast, I think you all will say to a man that typically I have a pretty good track record when it comes to these types of things. Like, do I not? I'll go first and I'll go quick. I've heard the rumors of Cormier costing Lesnar the WWE title. They carry it through. They have a WWE match before they actually get in the octagon and fight it out. That'd be really fucking cool. Do I really think it's going to happen? I put more legitimacy. I'm 50-50 on Dean Ambrose leaving or going. I'm about 10-90 on Cormier actually being in the WWE. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll buy it. Since Cormier's already kind of done his little back and forth Twitter shoot whatever the fuck you want to call it, with uh, the Young Bucks. And he's got his whole stuff with Brock that they've been building for a while. So, no, that's, that sounds legit. I'm just saying, again, uh, you know, take it with a grain of salt, but I, I honestly have a pretty good track record when it comes to these types of things. And not necessarily WWE, just, you know, sports in general. Like, so do, I not do I not? So, SummerSlam? Do I do it? 
do, do I not like? Can you at least put me over for a goddamn pick second? a pay, pick a pay per view then? Can you? I'm, no, I'm not going that far. SummerSlam. I'm not going that far. No, I don't know. Night of Champions. You no, know, you're not gonna back. You're not gonna back me to a goddamn corner. Royal Rumble. No, 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 no. Jesus Christ. Uh, neither one of you could even put me over. Like, yeah, you do be knowing none at all, huh? Couldn't well, do it. Know, Couldn't uh, do it. Well, yeah, I mean, I know, I know your reads on basketball are a little better than WWE, mainly because I haven't known you all that long. So I was hoping Listen. Tunny would fucking chime in since he's known you longest. You don't give you give you don't like to reveal your sources. So what are we gonna do? He no, doesn't need to well, reveal him. Like, he wants oh, accuracy. What, what does that? Yeah. What point does that make, man? Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm gonna be right. I'm just saying. It, that little birdie put that in my ear, man. So do with it what you will. Fuck it. Let's just move on to the next topic, man. I'm already <laughs> utterly disgusted with this show. So let's get this motherfucker over. Uh, Fuck both you guys. Starting my off ass. Well. Wow. Yada yada yada. Wow. Uh, Must be a good oh, show. One then. more thing. I'm doing uh, the Costanza for my Mania picks this year. Costanza. Uh, oh, you're gonna make picks for Mania? Yeah, but, well, but my picks for Mania are always shitty historically, so I'm literally going to do the Costanza. So everything that I think is going to happen on Mania, I'm going You're to gonna do the opposite. opposite. Yes. Are they going yeah. to be on time? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Stay tuned. That's the real breaking news. If I get my picks in, so. somebody, somebody actually. Uh, oh man, I don't. I don't even remember who it was, but somebody got lucky enough that I checked my email. Like after I had already finished it and set it to schedule, and I went back and I, I added him in. I don't remember who it was, but tag chair shot staff. We're pretty much the bad news bears of uh, wrestling news Let reviews and analysis. Let them play. Let them play. Let them play. Buy a shirt. Buy, Buy a, a shirt. shirt. Next Buy topic. Buy a shirt. Biggie and Xavier Woods just won their tag team gauntlet match. I just saw that. It was, it was impressive. So, does this mean that Kofi Kingston is going to WrestleMania? Yes, he's going to WrestleMania. But the question is can a B plus player defeat Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship? Gentlemen, putting on. Before I love what you're doing, Plaque. Go ahead. Putting on a fresh coat of paint. 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 There's only words I know. Putting on a fresh coat of paint. Putting on a fresh coat of paint. Putting on a fresh coat of paint. I got seven words for you. You ready? And then you're off and running. Kofi Kingston is going to WrestleMania. Baby! Bazinga. But go ahead, Balls. I, I, we're probably going to be on the yeah. same page here. I mean, it, it it's a great thing. And I'm surprised that we didn't stop the, the lead into this question after you were talking about pop. Because that that's how New Day started off. Their whole mm-hmm. promo when they initially came in about... P.O.P. and power of positivity. So I thought you were going to play pop into that somehow. And it was just going to be like this big, like just, you know, streamed out, uh, you know, like analogy and just wordplay with you. But I guess not. I guess not. We, I, I expected it. And I'm 
maybe I, I went the wrong angle with that one. But no, it, it's awesome. I, I, I loved what they did with having Big E and Xavier kind of get him in there, which is kind of just ap or apropos, however you really want to say it, because they've been the ones pushing for him. So it kind of, it makes so much sense that they're the ones that got him there. The Usos kind of forfeiting and showing respect is perfect for that whole storyline because if they buried him, then, well, buried's the wrong word, but, you know, if they beat the shit out of him while they were, in, you know, already thrown through a table and, you know, three matches deep, that wouldn't have shown anything. So that was great. And it wasn't you. It was somebody else in a different chat that we have was complaining about just to tie one and two together about seeing Asuka in the back at the TV cheering for Kofi and it, it makes sense. And it was kind of the, the feeling they were trying to kind of get across last week and this week that the whole Kofi, Kofi mania, whatever you want to call it was bigger than everybody else. Like Asuka, instead of, you know, wallowing in her own defeat, decided to come out and show support for the faces, the, her friends, what, however you really want to, you know, frame it. But that was good. Even even Byron Saxton kind of being like, you know, fuck you, I'm going to go celebrate. Like, that that was a nice kind of line from him. It was it was just all nice. Like, like it was really cool. And yes, yes, the table on top of Rowan was kind of derpy looking because we know that table ain't that heavy. But I think I even put it in my review for the show, for the site, that Rowan could have been buried under like a mountain of Teletubbies and everybody would have reacted the same way <laughs> because they just wanted to see Kofi win. And it was more just the suspense and just that moment of seeing Biggie hanging over the ropes and Xavier laying there like, please, come on, just stay down for 10. And it was, everybody was right there. Everybody hung on to it. It was one of those organic emotional moments that WWE did well. What? Can we, first and foremost, can we give Byron Saxton his flowers just for a hot second? Because a lot of people have been critical of Byron. I personally have been critical of Byron and his commentary. But these last few weeks, he has been phenomenal. Like, I, I feel like he tapped into some real as emotion that he felt about this storyline. Mm -hmm. Because everybody knows that the WWE, they've been playing up the, uh, the racial, I don't know if the correct terminology is overtones or un undertones i'm probably going to use them both in this particular rant that i'm about to go on but everybody knows that, that that's literally the story and that's the story without them saying that that's the story and i talked about this on on chair shot radio uh every sunday on chair shot radio network you know they're, they're they're playing it very smartly because you can't go full tilt into that because of the current climate in america your risk the uh your risk alienating a large percentage of your fan base so it's one of those things that if you know you know and i hear a lot of people on the line talking about well well what's the motivation why does vince keep you know holding kofi down and blah, 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 blah and i'm like okay so you clearly don't know but i, I just wanted to give props to brian Sa brian saxon jesus christ byron <laughs> saxton because he's really been doing the damn thing the last few weeks and he's really helped to kind of uh steer us in that direction with the under or overtones that you know that have really been at the forefront of this particular conflict, so I had to give him his props on that. that I'll, I'll agree there. I'll agree yeah. there since he he's been chirping back at Corey a little more and actually getting in some decent one-liners instead of just being the punching bag. So I agree. And and like the line he had last week during the Kofi Gauntlet match where he said, you know, Kofi got to work twice as hard to get to the same spot like that. Yeah, 
That's where they're going. Like, they're staring into this right now. Like, if you know, you know. And if you don't know, it's probably best that you don't know because it'll probably piss you off if you knew. But that's neither here nor there. True. Now, I, I talked about in the first topic how I feel as if that, that the, the writers were kind of running out of steam right here. One thing that I didn't like was the New Day coming out on SmackDown after a week of talking about, hey, maybe we'll just quit and being dejected and this and that, and maybe we'll just quit and we got other shit we could do, and you know all the videos that they posted online to come out and be all happy go lucky and and dancing. Like I, I, that's not what I wanted in my Doom Day. I wanted those guys to come out and be pissed off and just beat people's asses. Now, Corey Graves, to his credit, he did a really good job of trying to cover that up. He he, he made a, a comment about how New Day are still professionals and they're coming out here to do their jobs and to entertain the fans and yada, yada, yada. But I, I wanted a little more fire out the New Day than I got. But again, the writers were probably running out of steam and it is what it is. The bottom line is I, I'm not, and I, I didn't like the idea of the tag team gauntlet either. I'm like, I'm, I'm cool on gauntlets for a little bit. Like, let's Let's table that for a little bit. Like, if I don't see another gauntlet for a, at least another year or two, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm totally on board with that. But I'm not going to nitpick this because it got us to where we needed to be. And they, you know, could there have been a better way to get us to this point? Of course. But I'm not going to nitpick it because the bottom line is it got us to where we need to be. Now, one thing that I didn't hear either one of you bring up, and I'm not hearing anybody else bring up, and perhaps I'm, I'm reaching I might be reaching here, and I'm probably I probably am reaching, just to be honest with you. You didn't hear Vince McMahon explicitly say that Kofi Kingston is going to be fighting for the WWE title. It's it's Vince. Vince can always spin it that you know he said he's going to Mania. Can a B plus player beat the the champion? He could always throw Mustafa Ali in there or some somebody else that he feels is a B plus player, or maybe even turn the New Day against each other because. Following your line of thought, the one thing that I took from Vince's initial promo was the fact that he asked Xavier and E if they were a B-plus tag team and if they could run this gauntlet. So it would be interesting in a, you know, Vince McMahon swerve for the sake of swerving just to fuck him o- try to fuck him over one more time if he had the entire New Day kind of invite. And, so, you know, let me let me say this. OK. I enjoy eating black eyed peas and I'm going to eat black eyed peas. Do black eyed peas, can you cook black eyed peas with ground beef? Now, everything I just said doesn't mean I'm going to have black eyed peas tomorrow whatsoever. So I could see a scenario, and I'm, I'm not saying, I'm just saying, I'm probably overlooking this here, but or overreaching here, but I could see a scenario where they, like, this is literally the WrestleMania 30 playback you know that's one of the dope things about this storyline is that it's 2019 daniel bryan literally up against 2014 daniel bryan so i could see a scenario where kofi kingston has to go through kevin owens to even get into the wwe title match that's all i'm saying i'm not saying i'm just saying because they left they they because they didn't leave what he said that vague by happenstance i'm not saying i'm just saying and i could be wrong and maybe i'm reaching here but his comments were very vague because we got fooled before at Elimination Chamber, right? Fast plane, I think, right? What, but who the fuck same cares? Difference. Same who difference. Who the fuck cares, man? I was going to give you the same difference. I'm just oh, clarifying. You can call for it uh, Shiver Me Timbers. 
Hey, shiver me timbers don't give live ideas. from uh, Quicken Loans Arena. No, don't give them ideas, because that'll be like the follow-up show to Mania next year, because it's in <laughs> Tampa Bay with the boat. Like, they'll, they'll call it Shiver Me Timbers, the Raw and SmackDown edition, or some shit like that. It'd be like, in your house is going to be like, in your boat, or some shit. No, we're not doing that. They'll have live from so Treasure Island, Island in Las Vegas. Treasure Ireland. It's just gonna be Becky Lynch. Starring Rick O'Shea <laughs> at Treasure Ballard. Ireland. They'll have a Treasure Island ladder match, man. It'll be a box of booty up top, and you gotta climb the ladder to get to the booty. Now be in the walk the plank challenge. Somehow Shane McMahon wins because he can jump off of it. <laughs> So I'm not saying, I'm just saying, man, we've been screwed before by the language from Vince McMahon. So I could see one more hoop. Just the way that he acquiesced so easily to that, and that hasn't been the storyline up until this point. I, I could see one more hoop being thrown in front of uh, in front of Kofi Kingston. And Kevin Owens, there's nothing announced for him either. Because, I mean, the Mellon Farmer, I'd be a little pissy if I was Kevin Owens. Like, if, if I came back and I'm not in a prominent match on Mania or not on the Mania card whatsoever, I'd be a little pissy. I came back, and I'm not going to get a Mania check. So they're going to do something with Kevin Owens, I believe. I, I don't know. I'm just saying. I, I could see a decision again. I could see a scenario where Kofi's got to go through KO to get to the title match. But I don't know. We'll see. Either way, it's still Kofi Mania all day, a day. Agreed. We can move on. <laughs> Before we move on, let me say this. Oh, well, I guess not. You lied. Balls, you lied. Sheesh. No. Doom, doom, putting on a fresh coat. No, I didn't. On a fresh coat of doo We can Whoa. get this part out and just go to three. Yes, sir, we promised you a great day. Gorgeous, good, the maker of champions. Andre, the But I was playing that song for my mom in the car, and she thought it was an actual gospel song, and she was in the back seat rocking to that shit. <laughs> God bless her. <laughs> uh, this yeah. is why the show takes nine thousand hours to fucking film or record. <laughs> because one of us has entertainment value, and the other one is you. <laughs> uh, sure, if rambling on about shit just to get your shit in is entertainment value, that's all you, Bubba. <laughs> all right, just. Go back to your bottle of yak and go on to the next <laughs> God damn. Well, I already played the thing. Did you not hear it? No, I was dancing and singing. Yeah, he was too busy singing and interrupting it. Oh. Well, okay, just get to it. What the fuck you got to say? What's the goddamn third topic? Just say wow. it. Just say it. Holy just cow. Say it. <laughs> Listen to that. Well, now I'm going to take my time. Well, excuse the bloody fuck out of me from try for trying to make the show entertaining and interesting after that abomination and abortion that we put out last week and trying to do better for our fans. Why are you yelling at me? Why are you yelling at me? Andrew's giving you shit. I'm just yelling. (laughs) Direct it is just collateral damage. Direct your yell elsewhere. It's collateral damage. That's okay, true. don't bring that back from last week. Can I say Boga? Balls. Uh-huh. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate the direction. <laughs> it would probably be a better show. <laughs> just ask me questions and just let me talk. It would probably be a better show. You could probably clock out now, Andrew. Wow. Oh. 
I've got I've got other things I could be doing and would rather be doing. Thanks. Are you going to help Xavier Woods with his video game venture? Don't act like you don't want to do that. I played. I like how that's not a no. Oh, you're just like I haven't played a video game in ten years. But if X asked me, I would. Asked me, I would. Shut up. <laughs> there we go. Pot is war. Pot is war. If X asked me, I would. <laughs> shit. Excuse the fuck out of me trying to make this shit entertaining. <laughs> I have one off week. One off week, and you motherfuckers can't even pick up the slack, and we put out an abortion of. A show. So there you go. So I ain't here. Everything shit. was an off week. Our it, technology was, wasn't working. Nobody was really on the same page. That was there was like Mercury and retrograde or some shit. I don't know. Hey man, that shit's real, man. So maybe it was. Check the star yeah, chart. Yeah, that shit's real. Like for real, for real. But trust me. Question I'm number tell you, three. I, you know, I'll tell you the details. Oh question, look, question, question three. Question. It appeared. The legends and the part timers. Their usage at WrestleMania and in and out, out in and throughout the year. Just discuss that. I mean, there's a lot of people get upset here and there, and a lot of people enjoy certain spots. Why are some better than others? Hey, this is question number three. Platt, go back to singing and dancing. It's okay. We'll do that instead. Right. It wasn't even a question, <laughs> but I, I'm going to talk about it. Red roses too. I Let's- see the play. Louis Armstrong singing is better than that question, so let's just stick with this. What a wonderful world. I see babies cry. I watch them grow. They'll learn much more than I'll ever know. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. By the way, that's one of my favorite songs of all time. That song is so beautiful. It's simplistic, but it's so beautiful in its simplicity. But that's neither here nor there. Anywho, yeah, it's a beautiful song. But, okay, the part-timers. So I know a lot of the uh, IWC and the Smarks and and the uh, quote-unquote wrestling journalists and everything, they say, well, you know, the part-timers should come back, man, and and, and put over the, the new guys, man, so the new guys get the rub. And in my professional opinion, all I have to say about that is, Y'all know how this goes, man. Uh, wrestling fandom is typically c- cyclical. Can we all agree with that? Sure. Like, the only reason that I watch wrestling as much as I do, and I probably consume too much of it, uh, is because I report on this. And since I've been doing podcasts and trying to be a credible melon farmer within this field, right? So I think back to um, uh, a few years ago. Well, quite a few years ago. Let's take ourselves back to 1996. It was a simpler time. Mob Deep was going gold. Pamela Anderson was the shit. Mm-hmm. You know, we had Encyclopedia Britannicas. And the internet was just really starting to pop off. Yeah, we still had to learn the Dewey Decimal System back then. Yeah, and it had to go to the um, the, the card catalog at the library. Right? Mm-hmm. Correct. A little yeah. past the micro sh- microfiche years, but still, it was, it was still there. <laughs> so I was around... 14, maybe 15, but I'm, I'm thinking 14. So I had stopped watching wrestling for a little bit. Like the last thing I remembered in wrestling was uh, when Hulk 
Hogan came back at WrestleMania 9 and, and beat Yokozuna. At, oh, know, okay. And I'm thinking to myself that whole time, like, whoa, what a second, Bret Hart's the champion? Like, that's what we're doing? All right, whatever. And I thought I had outgrew wrestling, and it was just something I watched as a child, and, you know, I outgrew it. So fast forward to 96, WrestleMania 12, and the day of the show, I find out, I don't re- even remember how I found out, it's not even important, that Ultimate Warrior was going to be on the show. So you know what I did? I ordered it. Mm-hmm. Just off the strength of the name of the Ultimate Warrior. And then I got back into it, and then a few months after that, the NWO thing popped off, and, you know, it was a wrap from there. So fast forward again to around the uh, the late alts. That's what they're calling the 2000s now, the alts. Again, I had stopped watching wrestling. And not necessarily by choice. It was just situations and circumstances. I was working long-ass hours, and when I got home, I didn't have cable anyway, so it didn't matter. I would keep up with the product on the internet, so you know I would go to – I'd get to my office in the morning, and I would you know look on the uh, – for lack of a better term, the dirt sheets or whatever, and see what happened. And that's how I kept up with the product. This is before podcasts were popping off. And do you know what brought me back to WrestleMania? It, it was Shawn Michaels wrestling The Undertaker. That's kind of what I figured, yeah. Yeah, and I remembered the series of matches that they had in 97 and were fucking awesome. So that's what brought me back. And for... Uh, a decent three-year period, or yeah, three-year period, that's how I kept up with wrestling. Like, I, I had a buddy, I would order the shows, obviously I had to pay for them, and I would order the shows and go over his house and watch WrestleMania. It happened when uh, the first Shawn Mike match, it happened with the second Shawn Mike versus Undertaker match, his retirement match, which I naively thought was going to be the greatest match in the history of wrestling. I mean, I was underwhelmed, but I mean, it was more about the story than the match. Not saying it wasn't a good match. And then that third year, one of the guys that actually came over to the house to watch the show over, over to my friend's house, he said, hey, man, The Rock is hosting. I'll buy it this year. And that's how we kept up with it. So I said all that to say that WrestleMania, that's what WrestleMania is about. It's about catching the lapsed casual fans. So bringing back names that people actually know, that's what that does. And then you're hoping that that will clue them back in to the product that's going on now and now you converted or reconverted a previous fan so i don't have a problem with the part-timers coming back and i don't have a problem with how they use the part-timers because i mean batista's back now and and for all accounts it's going to be his retirement match now like let's just uh put aside that this is the angle that he's been angling for for the last few years what are you going to do with batista if he's willing to come back are you really going to put him in a feud with uh tequila tequila azawa and, and and no disrespect to him, he's a very entertaining and and, and fine wrestler. <laughs> but come on, man, <laughs> you know what I mean. If you're a lap fan, somebody I that I love watched... platisms. That's all what? I'm saying. Continue, but yeah. just you know. So if you're a lap fan, and you see, oh shit, Batista and Triple H are fighting on the card, you're way more apt to maybe want to order WrestleMania and see what they got going on just off the strength of those two names. Like, those dudes are box office, and that's what WrestleMania is about. Alright, now I've got a legit question for you. How how do you think this would sell? Because we know one is a part-timer. So, if it was Tokyo 3K against Tequila Azawa, <laughs> how do you think that would go? You think we'd get some Labs fans? We would, because Tokyo 3K is a legend. Like, he's <laughs> a legend. Yes. Okay. Tokyo so three K has drawn money on all seven continents. So yes, we get. Let's pay. It's true. But that's, 
I remember when he wrestled the entire fucking herd of penguins or whatever the fuck they're called. (laughs) Do you remember the match with Tokyo 3K versus the Loch Ness Monster at Wrestle Kingdom 2? Yes, because the Loch Ness Monster did the job. That was was fantastic. (laughs) And then the Abominable Snowman at uh, Ring of Honor uh, uh, Death Before Dishonor. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the Abominable Snowman chose death that day. Yes, and he was not uh-huh. dishonored. Shout out to uh, uh, what do I call him, Abby, the butcher. No, or no, Abby Snowman. The Abominable Snowman. Uh, see, now that would have been a good fight, Abby the Butcher versus Abby the Snowman. Who helped? Who helped the giant win the title against Hogan? The the mummy. That was the Yeti. The Yeti. That was the Yeti. Oh yeah, that guy. He was humping some serious butt that night. Hey man, Tokyo three. K wrestled him in New Zealand, and they drew fifteen thousand people in the building. So yeah, that, that's why he had to change his name after fucking Candy. Yeah, because you know Reese was the Yeti, right? No, I didn't know that he was. Huh? <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm like ninety five percent sure the Reese from the flock was the Yeti. Yeah, yeah I, know, I know Reese, and I know the flock. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's interesting. There we go. But no, when it comes to part timers, I more or less agree because my story is. Similar, but not based off of WrestleMania. Because why would it be WWE-based if it's coming from me? It's more... I I fell out shortly after the invasion, because I was a WCW guy. And then, I forget how I saw it. I think it was as I was flipping through channels at college. And it was probably right around the time TNA was coming to Spike. Or maybe it was still on Fox. I forget exactly where it was. And I saw they had Sting back. And they said something like Sting's going to make his, you know, like Impact debut. So it might have been Spike TV at that time. And that was enough to get me to go, okay, I'm going to turn this on and see where we're at. Because it's, I was a WCW guy. I'm, I was and still am a huge Sting mark. So you bring Sting back, I'm watching that. And that's the main reason why, you know, it took me a couple years. I was out, came back, and then was more or less back into the swing of things. But, you know, that that's how that one goes. So, yes. Part-timers do have the ability to just kind of scoop you back in when you're not really expecting it, when you're not looking for it. Because you just go, oh, oh, wait, I know that name. Oh, that person's still alive? That person's still doing something? Let's see let's see what they're doing. And then you kind of get hooked back in. So, yeah, they have a place. Do I really care on the grand picture, the, the big picture, the grand scheme of it all? No, because they use part-timers everywhere. It's it's a big thing in Mexico. It's a big thing in Japan. It's a big thing in WWE. Who actually cares? Like I don't know why people complain about it aside from just to have something to complain about. Because as Chris said earlier in the show, it's the IWC. They complain about yeah. everything. So and I, yeah, and it's the WWE. So everybody's going to find a reason and a, to shit on WWE because you're absolutely right. Like I mean, is a uh, uh, I, I know he's getting ready to retire, but is Shin really on a, a full time schedule? No. No. You know what I mean, and, and even the, the 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 um you know the legends like you talk about in Mexico like you know Vampiro might make a shot here or there or Ray Mysterio or something like that like are they really on full time schedules? No, but nobody has a, a beef with it. They're box office names and they draw money, and it's the same thing with WWE. Yep, it's just just a wrestling thing. That's all it really is. I mean, what was Luthez wrestled till he was in his seventies? Great Kabuki. Shit, Bullet Bob Armstrong just retired yes. like three days ago. Uh, and I'm, I'm just barely exaggerating. Like, he literally just wrestled 
this retirement match like last week. And now Melvin Farmer is like 80 years old and has been wrestling for what, like six, seven decades? Hey, you're correct. I know. Well, it was last year, two years ago, All Japan was still signing Dory Funk for matches. Dory Funk Jr. The Rock and Roll Express have headlined or co-headlined or whatever a Brucey Wrestling Summer event for like the last five years. There we go. Ricky Mullet or Ricky Mullet. Ricky, well, you know what? <laughs> You're not wrong Ricky with Moore, Ricky Mullet, Bobby honestly. Gibson, there you go. I got you back, bro. Bobby Gibson got that Shawn Michaels Wacky Coke guy thing popping off now, too. He does. He does. That's a good point. Once again, go to the WWE Network and try to find the point in time. <laughs> no. No, no, no. No. That's what they should do, man. They should have Shawn Mike versus uh, Robert Gibson. I versus I match. The oh, my God. Has to get that guy poked out and then walk around with an eye patch like uh, Pierre. You know, like the- honestly, the, honestly, I'm surprised that we haven't heard that You know, hey, the listen, Express is going to be the- doing the Crockett Cup this year. Is they bringing the Crockett Cup back next month? When it comes to time and space continuum as far as humans on the planet Earth are concerned, it's B.C. and A.D., right? Okay. But when it comes to people that watch the WWE Network, it's B.E. and (laughs) A.E. Oh, boy. Hey, baby. Even Andrew could have come up with something better than that. Again, wasted air. No, come on. Wasted air. Whatever. You're better than this, Tony. Yeah, Come on, man. Whatever. It's not your gimmick. You want to shit on it. You're jealous. Whatever. <laughs> and I try not to bit. Well, that's not even true. I, I would be lying if I said I try not to bury him. But I try to be nice to it because he is the editor. So he could make us sound like a million bucks or like two day old tofu shit. But uh, you're not helping your case right now, buddy. That, that could actually be a good bonus Patreon special is if it was ever. Like a specialty PC edited, you know, show just to screw us over. There we go. That that would be a good one. What what's it sound like when the power goes to PC's head? <laughs> <laughs> That's the episode. <laughs> so just to be fair and let everybody know, yes, I always one hundred percent of the time try to make this show sound as good as possible in the perspective of the two of you. Correct. You do. That's why I said it'd be a funny Patreon okay. thing if okay. you just did it as a one-off. I just yeah. want people to know that. That's fair. Mm-hmm. That's fair. But yeah, as far as the part-timers, I don't even understand why people bitch and moan and complain about that because it's not for you, guy that watches wrestling, watches 15 hours of wrestling every week. It's for that lapsed fan, and maybe you can draw some Mellon Farmers back into it. As a matter of fact, I can give you an example. Uh, my buddy, he's not a wrestling fan at all, but after that Shawn Michaels retirement angle that they ran at WrestleMania, whatever the fuck it was out in Phoenix, uh-huh. he literally turned into Raw the next night. Now, he didn't hang on because, you know, he didn't grow up a wrestling fan, but he turned he tuned into Raw just to see what they had popping off. So that's why they do that. So it's not about you, okay? And frankly, run a business. This, this is the thing, man. Like, yeah, you know, I, I, I say this as a business owner and a melon farmer that, and you know, since I left college – has been involved in one way, shape, or form or fashion in my own business. And, you know, there's been times where, you know, I had a lot of money and I was doing well, and there's been lean times. Uh, you know, unfortunately, right now is one of them lean times. It just is what it is. But what I what I, I said all that to say that if you bitch and piss and moan and complain about what WWE is, start your own business. And once you become a businessman or a businesswoman or a business person and you understand how that shit goes – even if you don't necessarily agree with a lot of the choices that they make, 
the choices that they make will make a lot more sense to you. So that's 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 my challenge to everybody under the sound of my ears. If you got a problem with WWE, start your own business and see how that shit go. And you'll understand why they make a lot of the choices that they make. Fair enough. Yeah. This this real spit, man. No, I can't argue with it. That's point, you know? Yeah, like you got Mel Farmers talking shit about the WWE and just burying the WWE. And the dirt sheet's got a lot to do with that as well, man. Like, I'm looking at you, Keller. I'm looking at you, uh, Meltzer. I'm looking at you, um, uh, Alvarez. Oh, my God, Sean Alvarez or Brian Alvarez. I want to punch that motherfucker in the face. I ain't going to hold you. Like, I, if we can set up that fight, man, you give me three months to get in shape and I will beat the brakes off that motherfucker. That's how much I don't like him. But that's the problem, man. Like, motherfuckers think that they know more than they know. You know what I mean? So then you got smarks and motherfuckers that have never even been into a, a actual fight bringing up words like work rate the fuck do you know about work rate you were an ultimate warrior mark who was the worst worker in the history of work but he got over i mean you know and that's no shitting on the, the warrior even though i can't shit on the warrior because he was homophobic and racist so fuck that dude but i'm not gonna talk about the dead but i mean like you you know you you, you there, there, there's new words into your vocabulary and your lexicon that you didn't even know existed and now you think you know some shit just because you watch some shit. You don't know shit, man. And quit acting like you do show no shit because you don't know shit. Like, tell your mom, hey, tell grandma, tell mama or papa, hey, my pizza rolls are done. Can you bring them down to me in the basement? My hand's a little busy. Wow. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc the race is on we'll get one step closer to see who takes on switchblade jay white for the iwgp heavyweight championship kota ibushi faces zach saber jr zach driver yes Hiroshi Tanahashi squares off against Yusuke Taguchi. Taguchi is in the driver's seat. In the second round of the New Japan Cup 2019. And another. All new New Japan Pro Wrestling. Friday on Access TV. Mr. Andrew Belaz, I, I want to I direct this towards you because, because of you, I've become a more knowledgeable person uh, in the global wrestling community. And I know we just heard what's coming up on Access TV. Make sure you check that out every Friday. It's a good way to keep up here in the States. But the G1 Supercard has been confirmed, or at least uh, it's, it, everything's ding, been announced. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, okay, yeah, wonderful. We were, I, was, I was hoping to be done before <laughs> you got back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I okay. I could be. I could go worse if you want me to. I can go worse. No, no, no. That's fine. That that's funny because it's funny you did that because uh, you're gonna prove my point right here. And I, I I know where I left off, so I can come back to that. Is uh, I tweeted out after Shinsuke came out. I was live tweeting on SmackDown, and I tweeted out you're you know halfway into Rusev and Shinsuke's time in the ring. By the way, hate the bodysuit for Shinsuke. That. The real C Platt is still singing Shinsuke's uh, theme song. No, we're not doing this again. No, no. I played it specifically so we wouldn't do it. So, um, yeah, that's how that works. Zack Saber Jr. versus Tanahashi, Naito and Ibushi for the for the IWG Intercontinental Championship. Jay Lethal, Matt Taven, Marty Skrull, Ring of Honor title. And then Jay White defending against Kazuchika Okada. Gentlemen, 10 championships to be defended at the G1 Supercard. Andrew, I've, I've kept the people too long from hearing what you have to say about this. Oh, yes, because they're just waiting with bated breath. Listen, you know, I tried. I'm sorry, Andrew. <laughs> it's Chris. What do you expect? But. Anyway, so hey, you know we we, we we shit on it we shit on it last week I think during that awful show of awfulness that it wasn't really doing anything for for either of us, but hey, you know fin- finish the New Japan Cup, give us a winner and give us a few more matches and fucking hell what a difference a week makes. Like I went from being okay, this looks like ROH just with you know New Japan suit. Super friends kind of thing to now it looks more like a new Japan show with, you know, ROH remembering that they belong on this card too somewhere. And you know, I, I prefer it that way. Even though the, the tag match turned into a clusterfuck. But how do you feel, Chris, Mr. Platt, about <laughs> Zack Sabre Jr. and Tanahashi and Ibushi and Naito? Because I know I know some of those guys are pretty close to your heart. I mean the card is fish grease, man. What do you want me to say? Like, I, I can't even shit on it. As much as I want to shit on you vicariously through New Japan, like, this card is hot. Um, you are one Zach kinky Saber- motherfucker if you want to shit on me through New Japan. Like, Jesus Christ. He's got that glass I coffee table. Would. How much money would it cost me? I'm, I'm not even going to lie. And not even on, a, on, on some sexual shit. How <laughs> much would I have to pay you to literally drop trial and take a shit on your chest? Like, I would pay you for that. <laughs> I would pay you for that. Like, I really would. I don't know. I've never been propositioned for that. So I don't, let me think about a number. I'll get back to you later. All right. <laughs> hey, man, well, we could put that on the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Balls, shits through glass. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, okay, so Zack Sabre Jr., Tanahashi, that's going to be a good match. I'm not the biggest Zack Sabre Jr. fan, but I can admit that he's a damn good wrestler. Naito and Abushi. That gets me moist, gentlemen. I ain't even gonna hold you. I, I'm 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 excited about that. So I'm going to have to find a way to watch this show through nefarious means. 
Now, Balls, I had a question about what I presume is going to be the main event, which is Jay White versus Okada. Didn't see Okada winning the New Japan Cup, but I mean, it's not, I I shouldn't be that surprised it's Okada, right? So, Mm -hmm. I'm looking at this matchup. Uh, Tokyo 3K is actually, who is he facing? Is he facing Lager on this match? On this uh, he, he might be in the Honor Rumble because Lager is going to be in the Honor Rumble. So, so we, we might get the pop in there. And they clearly have history. So, yeah, that might happen. Of course. Of course. But this um this Okada J. White, may, again, I'm presuming it's going to be in the main event. I'm intrigued by this one because I have no idea what they're going to do. So, on one hand, Okada owes J. White a receipt, especially considering how... Jay White really started to pick up steam as a heel when uh when when Ghetto turned on on Okada and I know that's not his name that's I say his name but when Ghetto turned on Okada inside right. Jay White and the fact that uh Jay White actually got a win over Okada last year or this previous year like Okada has a receipt coming to Jay White but it's hard for me to believe when you look at okay Tanahashi won the the belt in January and then Jay White won it. It's hard for me to believe that New Japan is going to have four title changes in less than a five-month span. Because, I mean, historically speaking, they don't typically flip the title like that all willy-nilly. Like, that's kind of a big deal. So it's hard for me to believe that. So on one hand, Okada owes Jay White a receipt. On the other hand, it's hard for me to believe that they're going to flip the title that soon and that many times within a, you know, what, a four- or five-month span. And... I don't really think Okada wants the title back right now. Like, he seems to be living his best life and enjoying himself as a wrestler. But it's a big card. It's Mania weekend. So I could totally see them putting the title back on Okada. So I, I don't know what the hell's going on here, Ball. So I'm going to what, – what, what is your quote-unquote expert opinion about this? I'm going to – yeah, I'm going to get out the way and let you slam dunk. No, I'll give you a lot of points on that because that's – accurate that that that's a perfect like perspective to have on the situation like i i could throw out the fact that you know okada said he's gonna bring it back and he already wants you know to have a rematch with sonata because that match was so good and you know okada and shibata had a ma- had a moment after he won the cup that because cool. that, that was okay cool. i wasn't he sure was if in you the saw ma- that yeah because he was in the match when uh shibata got fucked up and ended his career yes yeah, so okada's okada's that match was the one that ended shibata's career so Okada kind of took that to heart, and he even started kind of tearing up in the promo or the interview afterwards. And Shibata kind of absolved him of everything afterwards because they went back to him after the after the backstage interview was done. And Shibata basically just said, "I'm alive. Stop blaming yourself. Like yeah, I'll be rooting you on in New York." Shit. Yeah, what? real kung fu movie shit. Yeah, no, seriously. Yeah. Like it was yeah. it was deep. It was it was cool because you could kind of tell it was man to man because. Okada is not the one that cries. Tanahashi cries after everything. Okada doesn't really cry. And the fact that Shibata kind of just broke it down and be like, hey, guess what? Like, I'm fine. Stop. Stop it. <laughs> like, you know, it's cool. And then he said he was going to come to New York with, you know, New Japan to root him on. So it's it's weird because you got that you got that karate movie kind of thing like you were just bringing up where everybody's you know, rallying behind, you know, Okada, and he's going to take down the big bad guy and bring the belt back to, you know, New Japan instead of the Gaijin Bullet Club evil demon people. And it's, I don't see that. I don't see Okada winning. Like, as funny as it is, it's it's not just, I mean, the fact that they don't hot potato the title, perfect reason, because that's part of the reasoning I see it. But you also have to think about it. 
Okada had that belt for two years. They haven't built up enough new faces that we're not just going to be retreading the water and the main event scene hasn't quite reset enough for Okada to kind of bring on new matches. Plus, the one thing I brought up in my New Japan Cup final review was the fact that last time Okada had a problem with a new Bullet Club leader was AJ Styles. And it took like an entire like calendar year for Okada to be able to beat Styles because Styles debuted by beating the shit out of Okada. Then his first match, he took the title off of Okada. And then it was always Bullet Club shenanigans that kept Okada from being able to take the title back off of Styles. So it it feels like Okada went... I mean, Bullet Club went back to its roots last year. So I'd like to see White kind of being Okada's kryptonite for a little bit. Of course you'd like to see White being an Asian man's kryptonite, but go on. Stop that. (laughs) Can I I interject real quick in in a subject I usually never interject on and ask the question because I'm interested and I've I've kind of been paying attention recently. Uh, Not that I've watched a lot, but I've just been paying attention to what's going on. Would it be the worst thing ever if Okada won here? And then what's the next show then? What's the next like event after this one? The next event, the next big one would be June for Dominion, but the next pay-per-view they kind of do is Sakura Genesis and, like, Wrestling Dantaku, which are usually... Sakura Genesis is usually the one where the the cup winner gets their challenge, but because they got this MSG event, you know, it it kind of bucked that trend. Okay, so why not... Let's let's skip... Let's let's make some weird thing where it's, like, a tag team match or, or, or whatever for the next one, and then the next big one, Jay White wins it back... And then we can continue it even further past that through the summer in, into the fall, et cetera, et cetera, so that we legitimize Jay White even more by going through this and coming out in a positive way in a program against Okada. Well, balls before you interject, but PC, that's why this match is so intriguing because New Japan takes their belts hella seriously. And- and that's what gives them their legitimacy. Like, they don't just flip them all willy-nilly like that, like I previously said. And the fact that we've had three title changes. Is it three? Well, two title changes. We, well, I, okay, if we include uh, the Kenny Omega title one, we've had three title changes in less than a year. That's out of the ordinary for New Japan in terms of their booking and their storylines. They don't, typically don't do stuff like that. And that's why this matchup is so intriguing. So I, 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 I don't know. I, I just felt that need to have to say something and that's kind of my point that's how we make jay white even bigger because he's in this time period of the belts going back and forth balls but are you going to make him bigger or are you going to devalue your championships that's the thing no it, it, it depends on how you look at it because there's no way you're going to devalue the championship just after a couple flips because that's it is true. still what it is. That, that's, that's it's the IWGP Heavyweight true, Championship. Man. It's been that's legit for true. years. That's not true because I love WWE, but their titles are just props at this particular point in time. So that's not true. You can't devalue your championship. Okay. See, there, there's a small difference there, though, is that WWE is... I kind of look at it this way, where they it's oversaturated in the fact that we see it every week and we expect something every week, so they need to flip them more often just to keep people invested. The, New Japan is a traveling company where you know you're only going to get one, two, maybe three big matches a month. 
depending, and they, they spend the whole month building up to it on their tour. And that that's kind of the thing with the Japanese with the Japanese promotions is they don't have weekly episodic TV like WWE does. Plus, you also have to look at it is that we're a lot more critical of WWE because of the oversaturation, the overvisibility, like, and we're more opinionated on it. Like, there's a lot of people that don't like the fact Jay White's the champion right now. So you might have some people that think that devalues it, even though it doesn't, because he was a young lion. It's not like he came out of nowhere. If anything, Jay White's just got the Okada push because Okada kind of came back from his exile in a TNA, if we just want to call it anything like that, came back, boom, he was the corporate champion, Ghetto got behind him, and, you know, he had four title reigns before he was fucking 30. So, it's it's very similar with White, but people just don't like his character, so there was a little bit of, like, that gender backlash, where people didn't think he deserved it, even though he's just as deserving as, name anybody else in New Japan. Jay White's just as deserving as they are. So I know you're going to be in the house for this uh, this this event. Obviously, this is your mm-hmm. WrestleMania. Yes. What match are you most looking forward to? Oh, see that. It's it's hard to argue against the main event because that's just so huge. But Ibushi Naito is going to be a big one too. Because you can't go wrong with that match. Like the fans love both of them. So you know you know what I mean. Like you just can't have a bad winner there. Now, in, in, uh, in regards to the uh, Ring of Honor side of this card, what match are you looking forward to? Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all um, right, next question. Okay, yes. Oh, I know doesn't like American wrestling. Cool. It's not that I don't I don't it's like ROH. It's not that I don't like I it. don't like <laughs> ROH. I mean, Ladder Wars with Lethal, Taven, and Skrull should be okay. I just feel like that's going to be the way to put the belt on Taven and I don't give a shit about Taven or the kingdom so I let's not act like Bully Ray's not doing God's work down at Ring of Honor right now Ring of Honor is nowhere where is nowhere where no what why is it sound so weird it used to be take take it through take it through use your words nowhere near where it used to be there we go that's fair because WWE got all their talent that's fair I mean, but Ring of Honor, I mean, me and DeMarco were actually having this conversation a couple of days ago. Ring of Honor is too complacent with playing second fiddle to many different companies that they decide to partner with. They don't build up their people, or when they do put a little bit of effort in, because let's look at last year with Punishment Martinez, they jump. A couple years back, when you had the big exodus, be it Austin Aries, Kevin Owens, you know, Tyler Black, Seth Rollins, whatever we're calling them, the American Wolves went to fucking TNA, like... ROH puts just enough, I guess, effort into them to make them marketable, and then they leave because they can't hold on to them. And I don't know if it's just ROH has become jaded by that, and they don't put effort into people now purposely, I guess, to keep them there, to hold them down. I don't know what it is, but like even before when we had the Elite, like this whole New Japan thing, they would push the, the Elite, the Bullet Club, the New Japan guys a lot harder than their own guys with the exception of lethal who lethal made most of his fucking bones in tna so he came over as the known quantity well to be fair as of late ring of honor has been breaking bread to try to uh, sign and to maintain talent so we have to give them props on that that being said and i will go to my grave believing this that they have a wink wink nut nudge nudge deal with the wwe because they're pretty much a feeder system for the wwe at this particular point in time you might be right that that's i'm, I'm probably plausible. right 
It's yeah. definitely plausible. Yeah, similar to how ECW, how uh, uh, WWE was funding ECW, but Paul was running that game, talking about WWE was the evil empire, even though he's getting a check from him. So, same type of thing with Ring of Honor, even though they don't need WWE's check. Like, Sinclair Broadcasting probably has more money than Vince McMahon. But, yeah, I, I think they're, they, they've, they've got something going on there. Because, I mean, if you look at the main event roster of WWE now, how many of those guys didn't stop through Ring of Honor at one particular point in time? I mean, yeah, most of them are ROH TNA guys. Yeah. I mean, even AJ brought it up in that promo with Orton a couple weeks ago. Yeah, so, yeah, it is what it is. And Ring of Honor, I don't know what the hell they're doing. I don't even see how they really draw a profit. I think Ring of Honor is just a tax write-off for Sinclair Broadcasting at this point because I don't <laughs> see how they – I really don't see how they make a profit. Like, they don't pay attention to their ratings. Like, I have that on good authority that they don't pay attention to any of their ratings. They the can't because it's syndicated, so it's yeah, it, That was my next point. Like, it's syndicated, so they don't have a definite time. Like, I catch Ring of Honor when I catch it at the r- most random as times ever. Like I'm washed now, so you know, I'm I'm damn near married. So I'm washed. So I'll be at <laughs> home, you know, Saturday evening at midnight and I'll just happen to come across TNA and I'll watch it. Or it might be two o'clock in the morning on a Friday and I just happen to catch TNA or excuse me, ring of honor. So I you know I'll means, check it out. But that means that's when those are on. So write it down. Oh yeah? <sighs> when does Ring of Honor appear in your uh, time zone, sir? Three times a week. Yeah, he's a little lucky on that. It used to be twice for me, like once at like 2 p.m. on Sunday or once at like midnight on a Saturday, but then they move channels and I don't know where the fuck they are. Well, that's so. another thing. I've also caught it at like 10 o'clock on a Sunday morning. So, yeah, I don't know what the hell's going on. So you got it twice a week? No, I'm yeah. Not saying, yeah I'm not the point. The point is still it's hard to follow because if you're not actually looking for it, or if you, it's not like it's not like you go to USA every day, every Monday at eight o'clock. It's not like it's a big, easy to follow thing unless you go. Oh, what channel did I randomly just turn to? All right, five thirty-seven, and it's eight o'clock now. So I guess I'll write that down. Well, you shouldn't just... have to notate things in 2019. Well, if you write it down once, I bet you remember it. I bet you it's on the same fucking time every not, week. Not the I mean, point. Like, seri- hey, it is the I, fucking I, point. That's the fucking point. I can point. argue. I can argue it's not. It no, changed. It is. It There's no argument on... against it's is or isn't the point. That's the fucking point. It's on. That's what it's, it's on. It's 2019. Fucking record it. You shouldn't That's have it. to make a fucking note. <sighs> no, because hey, you before, already know Raw is on at fucking 8 o'clock on Let, Monday hey, night. Let, let's Central just throw time, this together. Let's Eastern. just throw this together. The best thing ROH has going for it right now is the little bit of history they get to play with because did I think uh, PCO, Pierre Carl Ouellette, is in the tag match, the, the four-way tag match of Garbage Doom, and, you know, he was also at, what, with the WWE one in the 80s? What, the so last can, time? They, can, can, can we talk what? about him for a hot second, man? Because this is a dude, you all will remember him as the Canadian dude with the eye patch in WWE. This Bellum Farmer has gone on the indie scene and totally reinvented himself, and now he's a big fucking deal. So if you don't know, him and Walter had a really uh, highly publicized match last year during Mania Weekend, and this dude is a big fucking deal right now on the on the indie scene. 
Oh, he he completely is that the whatever the hell his whole get, like some kind of Frankenstein or whatever where he's like he's half dead, not you know something like that. But it, it's just cool. Plus, he's like sixty and he's still doing moonsaults and throwing himself through fucking tables and onto chairs and. Well, I believe he's shit. in his fifties, but n- nonetheless, I, regardless, nonetheless. in his fifties or six, that's there's people that are much younger than that that won't take those bumps, and he takes bumps onto the apron, you know, from the apron onto the floor, and it's just, it's some of the most dangerous, ridiculous shit I've seen, and he's, he's up there in age, regardless if it's 55 or 60, whatever it happens to be, but it's, it's something to watch, and he's got a history because he was in MSG with WWE, so I have a feeling that they're going to play up that whole gimmick that, you know, he came back kind of to home, so to speak. Fair enough. I guess uh, you got anything else to add before we move on? BC, you want to say anything corny? Or ROH? <laughs> you're, you're more the ROH guy than either of us, so you have anything that you want to chime in about? He's not the best play-by-play guy for nothing, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Hell of a drop-in, Monty. Just a bit outside. Now, let's let's see. The right. Indians, uh, no runs on one hit. That's all? We got one goddamn hit? <laughs> You can't say goddamn on the air. Oh, who gives a shit? Nobody's listening. <laughs> Fuck you, Jobu. I'll do it myself. Next topic. <laughs> uh, no, actually, uh, during that fight? Yeah. Actually, I, we just went to take a knee. And I swear, I just went in to block the guy and, like, you know, get in front of him, like, protect Tom Brady, because I don't yeah. know who's Tom Brady. I don't know. I wasn't trying to protect him right <laughs> I mean, he's just our quarterback. Yeah. No big deal, but, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then all of a sudden, they just start, they went hard at us, and then I got pushed or something, and I was like, screw it, last game of the year, I'm throwing some haymakers. We'll be right back. Gentlemen, the most dynamic tight end of all time, first ballot Hall of Famer, best tight end ever, I don't know if you can give him that description considering the length of his career, but most dynamic for sure. I think the most intriguing thing to the people listening to this podcast, though, is not his NFL career, but the possibility of him dabbling in the WWE. In what capacity uh, remains to be seen? Could we see a, a run at WrestleMania? Where do you see Rob Gronkowski fitting in to the WWE future? And where do you put him on your list of tight ends in the NFL all time? Well, first and foremost, I don't think that it's hyperbolic to state that he is the GOAT at his position. I mean, you could talk about, you know, the length of time and this and that, but I mean, what tight end has been more impactful in NFL history? And you you can't really name one. Like, he's the GOAT at that particular position. Uh, Number two, it's not – he's retired, but we put that in quotation marks because I've already heard rumblings that perhaps he may come back for a shot at the end of the season and maybe into the playoffs. So there's that. Uh, another thing that has been kind of a, a refreshing revelation in the last few years is that Gronkowski, he's been very open about his NFL mortality. And he's proven himself to be more than just a, a party meathead. He's been very insightful and very uh, introspective in regards to his NFL career. And I, I think that this second act of Gronk has been very interesting just to watch. As far as the WWE goes, I mean, I, I don't see him taking on a full-time schedule just because he played football for that long. And the reason that he's quit 
think football is because his body presumably is beat up and he's talked about that. But I don't think it's out the, outside the realm of possibility that he's going to get a shot here or there. Maybe he might be one of those new part-timers that they bring on for WrestleMania or just for big shows in general. Yeah, that that's kind of where I was going to go with it, too. Is that I, I can't see him actually taking to wrestling as a full-time job afterwards when... You know, he's gone through how many back surgeries and all this other stuff. Like, there's no way he's taken the kind of bumps that he would have to if he became a full-time wrestler. But yeah, one-off celebrity stuff, that's fine. I've also heard the whole rumblings that, you know, if Brady calls him in November, December, and they're, they're you know, making a push, that Gronk wouldn't exactly say no. But we also saw Witten come out of retirement after a full year being in the booth. So, is anybody oh, ever retired? Back- yeah, yeah, Witten's back. Huh. I didn't know you didn't know that. For the whole season? Okay. No, so, I didn't. Uh, uh. Yeah, so he, one, one year for the Cowboys, not just like a three-day kind of funky thing or whatever. Mm. But either way, so when it comes to sports, retirements are never really, you know, retirements. until retired, not retired. Exactly. Like, we look at Favre, we look at Jordan. Like, there's so many, there's so many examples of people who thought they were retired, then they come back a year or two later to just either see if they still have it because they still got the itch or however that still kind of works. And they do where they don't, and then, you know, it just adds or subtracts. But it's always something to talk about. As for Gronk, I don't know. Like, I, I think I would definitely give him top ten, probably top five tight okay, ends. So, okay, so name two better robbers or better tight ends than Gronk. My, my, hold on. Before you do that, uh, Balls, PC was trying to interject, and you always got to look out for your moderator. So go ahead. True, what were you going to say? True. Oh, no. I, I forget what I was going to inject on. I'll give you one for sure, Tony Gonzalez. Oh, yeah. I was going to say. better than Gronk? Yes. No. Gonzalez, no. Antonio Gates, you no. know. No, no. I don't Ke- Gates. No. Oh, oh. OG, Kellen Winslow kind of defined no. the, the way no. that, you know, tight ends no. are played no. now. No. I got Tony Gonzalez. No. Shannon Sharp. Nope. Shannon Sharp. Nope. Shannon nope. Sharp. That's close. Nope. But but no. But no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If we're going Gonzalez. with the fact that it's a short time, Sterling Sharp would have been, but his his career well, was cut short. He was a short. wide receiver, sir. So next question. Keep trying. No, Sterling. I think Sterling was no, technically tight end. Was a wide receiver, sir. Was Sterling he? Sharp was, ask our Wisconsin man on the line. I'm waiting for PC to pop in. Not a single snap at tight end. Really? I always thought he was a tight end, too. Oh, he's a his, wide receiver. Good God, he I had yes. 100 receptions and shit like that. And was a damn good uh, wide receiver for I that. I mean, yeah, he was. Okay, so. Um, if Sterling, Sharp didn't, have a, if Sterling Sharp didn't have a neck injury, he'd be the second best receiver ever. Yeah, barely. Like, even even Shanley, uh, Shannon Sharp says that. And Shannon Sharp is a Hall of Famer, and he says he's Sterling, the second best. You think Sterling would have edged out T.O.? Or Moss, because T.O. Moss are usually the argument for number two. Well, the problem with Moss is Moss doesn't have the consistency. Like, talent-wise, Moss is the greatest ever at that position. But he took plays off, and he doesn't, His you know, number-wise, he he just took plays off. So, number-wise, he he doesn't have the number. That's the one thing you could always bring up for T.O. is T.O. fought hard through all his yards. Like, he came across the middle. He was he was usually on every play he was there. He just didn't always get the ball. And then that's, that's fair, when the Diva thing popped off. issues sometimes, too, as well. Earlier and, in I mean, his career, we're, we're, you're we're, correct. We're yes. here. Like, we're literally talking about goats, so we're nitpicking. I'm not saying any of these guys aren't great. Like, everybody that we've named thus far, 
with the exception of Jason Witten, is an all-time great. So we're I mean, nitpicking. we just mentioned him for coming out of retirement. Nobody mentioned him above Gronk. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I'm just I'm making just, the distinction. I'm just like making I'm sure just, that we're, we're, we're copacetic on that one. Oh, no, for sure. I'm just, I don't want to think I'm shitting on anybody. We're nitpicking here because we're talking about goats. That's all. So Sterling Sharp did not get played his rookie season because he was a rookie. His second year, he had Lynn Dickey, I believe, uh, 89, maybe, oh, it was Mikowski's first good year? I'm not sure. I, I, I think that was his only good year. So he had <laughs> no, 90. Mikowski had a couple catches. decent years he had 90, until Favre stepped in. He had 90 catches for 1,400 yards plus and 12 touchdowns. Then he had nobody for the next two years, but he still caught over 2,000 yards with the passes for 10 touchdowns. Then he got Brett Favre, and he had 108 catches for 1,461 and 13 touchdowns, 112 catches for 1,274 and 11 touchdowns, and 94 catches for 1,100 yards and 18 touchdowns, and he had to retire after seven seasons because of a neck injury. I mean, T.O. had a season with 18, or T.O. or Moss. One of, no, Moss had like 21, but T.O. had 18. But I mean, so are you, are you trying to low-key say that if Sterling stayed healthy that the Packers would have beat the, the Broncos in that one Super Bowl and Favre would have two instead of L.A.? Sterling Bro, Sharp was I the mean, first even... receiver to start having those kind of statistics. And it was Bruh, early on when they still allowed Sharp. pass interference. Oh, even, I know Shannon said Sterling better. Sharp, like, yeah. yeah, a three-time Super Bowl champion, Hall of Famer, said that he's the second-best football player in his family. Oh, and, yeah. And I've heard say that plenty of times, too, yeah. Mm-hmm. On a side note, Sterling Sharp was actually a really good analyst. I don't know why he stopped doing that shit. He hated the media. Did he stop? Oh. I thought maybe he was just on, like, the HBO show no, or whatever that I don't watch. Network early on. He was, and then I thought maybe he moved around. He was around. on ESPN as well, though, and he Jamie, was really good on it. Like, Jamie Dukes was on the NFL Network, yeah, and he was really. an awful He was on leader. ESPN. Because I remember good. he was actually on ESPN when uh, the Broncos won the Super Bowl. So, you know, he was all excited for his brother and shit like that. So, yeah. yeah. You're right. You're right. He was on there for a few years. But, yeah, there's a couple people that fall into obscurity. Like, Jamie Dukes was in the early beginnings of the NFL Network, and I thought he was pretty solid, and then he kind of fell off, and I don't remember hearing if it was, like, legal reasons or just hating anything. You know, like, Warren Sapp had the whole issue with, you know, the prostitutes. Yeah. So yeah, that's and, what kind and of, the coke, yeah. but... That, and oh, the coke. I, wasn't supposed, I wasn't supposed to say that out loud. What was that? Well, I mean, the prostitutes are what got him kicked off of, what, ESPN and NFL Network or whatever it was. So, yeah, so I, I wasn't just sure if they went to, like, one of those Showtime or HBO fucking episode show, whatever the fuck they are. But but with all due respect to Tony Gonzalez, with all due respect to Shannon Sharp, who I absolutely love, he's a national treasure and should be uh, should be protected by all costs. Gronk is the goat. You can make an argument for Kellen Winslow Senior, man. It'd be like an Ozzie Newsom or something like that. You can make the argument for them because the game changed, so they mm-hmm. didn't get as you know. So and in, in when they played the game, there wasn't as much uh, opportunities for tight ends to catch balls and stuff like that. But Gronk was he's the goat man. He's the he's a game changer. He I mean he is just his size, his athleticism, and the way that he changed the game, he's the goat at that position. And I'll fight you about it. <laughs> you can. That's fine. I just like your comment about tight ends trying to catch balls. Oh god. Pop. That was great. <sighs> you said it. Pop. So yes, we, we put a retirement with an asterisk. He's going to do something with the WWE just because that's in tune with his personality. And obviously him and Mojo are really good friends. 
So something's going to happen. What? I don't know. Like, hell, he's already done something with WWE, and he wasn't even retired. So, yeah, there's something that's going to be done with WWE. So I would say stay tuned for that because it's going to happen at some point in time. All right, and since nobody else has anything else to say, I guess we'll uh, we'll, uh, wrap this one up for the week. Uh, Mr. Blaz, uh, where can the good folks find you? Asleep, ideally. But, you know, aside from that... All right, moving on. So, uh... (laughs) Yes, aside from being asleep, which I'd like to be, but uh, Twitter, IWC Warchief, do do, do whatever, go, go. Tony, you're next. (laughs) Uh, Well, I just want to say, you know, Travis Kelsey, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, Find me at PC Tony. You can also hear me on the DWI podcast. You probably wanted to say Mark Shamora with your Homer ass, didn't you? No. Just Trev's Kelsey. Yes, you did. Yes, you, did. you wanted to say Mark Shamore. Just say it. You'll feel better. Don't put words Get in out my mouth. System. Don't put words in my mouth. Or, or maybe Keith Jackson. Did you want to bring up Keith Jackson? How about Ed West, the old toolbox, huh? How about not? Uh, you guys can find me at the Real C Plat on Twitter, but more importantly than that, make sure you all go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up your official chair shot merchandise. We've got the Jesus Did the Job shirt. If you think Baron Corbin sucks, we've got a shirt for that as well. We've got a lot of old school designs. We've got a lot of new school designs. And if you just enjoy the content that we provide for you week in and week out, day in and day out, all day, a day at the chairshot.com, show you guys some love. And your ladies, we've got some ladies on the site as well. Show us some love, man. Support the support us, please. Please and thank you, thank you, and please. Also, if you enjoy what we do and what everybody does on the chair shot and you want just a little bit more, make sure you guys go to patreon.com forward slash the chair shot and become official patrons of the chairshot.com. Remember, the chairshot.com is not just a website, it's a movement. Uh, does anybody have any parting thoughts that are just burning the tip of their tongue that they have to get off? <laughs> no. All right, well, uh, R.I.P. to Big Baller Brad. It seems to have uh, crashed and burned, and I'm a little upset about that because I knew what he was trying to do. Unfortunately, he didn't necessarily have the business acumen to pull it off. But that's polite. Ah, I, I, I fox with Levar Ball. I, I fox with him hard. No, and no, no. I'm, Good I, for you. Good for wanted, you. But that's polite. I, I really wanted it to work, man. But you know, shout out to them. The the good thing is that um, somebody. You know, the, the genie has been let out the bottle, and you can't put Pandora back in the box. So somebody's going to learn from their mistakes, they're going to recalibrate, and they're going to make that come to fruition. So that is going to happen. Even though I, I, I got a lot I could do on that, and maybe that should be a Patreon show. Like, I, there, there's a lot come I got to, to say fruition? about that. And that. Say that again? Your Patreon show come to fruition? Sure, let's go for that. Like, cause there's a there's a lot of meat on that bone, and there's a lot of places I want to go to there. Like, we're we're, we're gonna do that Patreon conversation. I'm not saying we're gonna do it recently, but we're gonna do that because I'm gonna talk about Levar Ball. I'm gonna talk about the NBA expanding to Africa, and I'm even gonna bring up Major League Baseball in that motherfucking rant. Like, the, all those things can happen, and so that's going to be on Patreon at some particular point in time. But anyway, and that's I'm not, and that's and that's all gonna, gonna be a part right of our NBA playoff preview. Okay, I like how you said that. That's okay. Apparently, we're doing an NBA playoff preview on Patreon. Okay, cool. That's yeah. what that does. All right. Me and you. 
All right, that's what's up, man. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. So for uh, Andrew Snowflake Balls Blaz, for the commission, Dr. PC Tunney, I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. This episode was a hell of a lot better than last week, and I appreciate everybody for coming back after last week. <laughs> Until right. next week, Shalom. Hit it, Carly. You had one eye in the mirror as you watched yourself go by, and all the girls seemed to they be your partner, they be your partner, and so you probably think this song is about you, cause it is. It's about you and it is. You keep on kissing babies and hugging fat girls. Pop.